0: you're now listening to the arsenal therapy podcast
1: hello and welcome back to the arsenal therapy podcast my name's Farhan, also known as Gunner since '96, and joining me here this evening to talk about Arsenal's draw at Sporting. Um, I, I don't think the right, appropriate way to say their club's name is Sporting Lisbon, but that's the that's that's the only way that I've been brought up to, um, say it and know it, which is really ignorant of me. But Sporting CP is the official name, isn't it? Um, yeah. But for whatever reason, I don't know why their fans don't like. Keep being called sport in Lisbon. Do you, Monty? Well before you answer, hello, Monty Welcome back. <laughs> How are you doing?
0: Yeah, I'm not, I'm not too bad, mate. <laughs> to answer Chris, I'm not too um, sure, but I'm pretty sure it's, um, the CP's just Club de Portugal, isn't it? Yes. Clube de, Club de Portugal, I don't know, uh, Portuguese, I should say, it's a weird language, man. Yeah, it's I love the pronunciation sound. of some of the words that they've got, but yeah, <laughs> you're right. It's correct. honestly, it's like, it's like an Eastern European in like Spanish. Like, yeah. <laughs> Just came together. It's such a bizarre. It's a really bizarre language, though, isn't it? Yeah, like, I it's got a the twang, right? And, twang. And I, yeah, like the first time I properly heard it, I used to work with this person, right? And I've like, you would see his stints, but sometimes they'd they'd have to like do work in Portuguese, right? Yeah. And I literally said to her, I was like, "What language is that?" I, I couldn't. I, and she was like, "It's Portuguese." I was like, "What?" <laughs> Baffled me. Baffled me. Well, honestly. but no. Apart from that, I'm uh, I'm 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 good for it, How are you?
1: good very good well i mean good as in i'm glad to hear that you're good um and actually i'm good as well you know uh, not the best day in the office but we're going to obviously talk about that and get into all of that good stuff um bit of a weird sort of way to introduce the pod i'm not really used to getting into such a frantic introduction um but oh, shall-
0: we love it you yeah. love it <laughs> It's so right. You know what? For
1: the last three years, I've been telling myself I need to write down, I need to write it down because I'm terrible at like freestyling and doing it off the top of my head. So I should write down an introduction and an outro so it sounds smooth, um, and it's sm- it sounds smooth, silky, and sexy, which I'm trying to go for because the beginning of the pod is important; it draws everyone in, and the end of the pod is really important because it leaves people, um, wanting more. Or It should leave people wanting more. or or, or wanting them to come back. Um, So for whatever reason, Arsenal fans, as delusion as we are, um, they do keep coming back to listen to the pod. So that seems to be a good thing. Uh, (laughs) But Arsenal versus Sporting, or Sporting versus Arsenal, Europa League, last 16. I didn't again, again today, stupidly, I assumed it was going to be a 7.45 kickoff. Oh, same. Um, (laughs) Annoyingly, it was a 5.45 kickoff. And obviously, you know, me working in the city, having to come back home and driving back home was a bit of a mission. And I had to kind of um, juggle the task of driving back and watching the game at the same time. So I split my journey up. um, I drove as far as I could, parked up, got some food, watched the first half in the car, then attempted to watch the game and drive back for the second half but didn't really work out that well so I decided to stop near my house about 20 minutes away from my house finished the game then came home um I did manage to catch the game and watch it properly so that's good how what was your viewing experience like especially a 545 kickoff yeah, I mean, 5.45, it's really weird isn't right, it so
0: obviously left left work um, and then I was watching the first like Har the first like 15 minutes. So on the like on the way to the tube. And then so when you're at the tube and like each station has Wi-Fi and the bit in between you're just left in limbo. So yeah. for the first half I saw like every two minutes yeah. for like 30 seconds. And then um yeah, once I got out, I was just started fine, then got home and I caught the second half. I literally as I like walked, got like got through the door, it was pretty much um pretty much the start of the second half, so it wasn't too bad. But uh, I was able to watch the the recap at half halftime and stuff, which was um which was alright. Which is But I mean, what fine for for yourself though. Obviously, like we're gonna go into the game. But what are your thoughts after the game? How are you feeling now, mate?
1: Um, do you know what? Really weird because I was thinking about I was I was trying to ask myself that question after the game, like Farhan, how are you feeling? And um, honest truth, I I don't know, like this almost was one of those fixtures, one of those annoying fixtures in the fixture list where it just didn't need to be there. It was just an unnecessary fixture and it kind of ruins the flow of the season a little bit. Like I I don't want to take anything away from the Europa League because it's a competition that we want to win. But the round of last 16 always seems to me as just one of those odd rounds where like, you know, Arsenal are going to go through, but they have to play it. Um, yeah. and, so, and so obviously, you know, this being a really weird result for us as well, 2-2, two, two, like we haven't lost, away goals don't really count um, again. So it's like, you know, you could scrap this fixture away from the kind of timeline of Arsenal season and, you know, it wouldn't matter for anything. We didn't play terribly. We didn't play very well. Um, the away, I mean, the the stadium was, you know, really weird and half half empty, like really shitty atmosphere. It was like the first half was daytime, second half was evening. I don't know. I just feel like I'm in a bit of a vortex, you know, where, yeah, my body is kind of readjusting to the Europa League now that it's back. So yeah, I haven't taken this result seriously. Because of the nature of it being the, the round of last 16, the fact that Arsenal have drawn and the second leg is at the Emirates. So that's how I'm feeling at the minute. A little bit dazed and confused.
0: What about you? Do you know what? I'm all right. I'm all right. Like, I mean, we'll talk about, it. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to say that uh, the guys played well or like... They played bad. There were were some good performances, though, and we'll go into that. There were definitely some good performances. There were some not-so-good ones as well. But do you know what? 2-2? If anything, right, I'm actually buzzing because I actually managed to secure a ticket for next Thursday, right? So if if we won this game like 3-0, I knew for a fact next week was just going to be like, we weren't going to take it that serious. Mm. Now it's 2-2. we got to. So I'm kind of buzzing. So at least I get to see a proper game. Because the last time I watched us play sport in Lisbon, it was a bloody nil-nil draw. Um, and I yeah. was in Europa as well. And that was uh, two seasons ago now, I think it was. Mm. Um, but yeah, and no, honestly, mate, I, was, I wasn't too fussed, you know? Because, like, I want us to win Europa. And I was having some conversations with some mates at work today. And they were all saying, oh, we should just, we should just sack it off. I'm so against that in every way because... If we drop out that competition, it could be a domino effect for like um, everything else that comes after it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. And I, and I don't like that. Like if you've got something working well, just keep at it. I, I yeah. I I wasn't too. I was I was disappointed. Um.
1: Yeah, like there was an undertone of disappointment because we didn't perform as well as we knew we could. Yeah, the changes that were made were positive changes, but we just couldn't. I just, I just couldn't see the right flow, and I couldn't see the. It, mm-hmm. it didn't look right on the pitch.
0: It looked, it looked like there were like teams of two out there, but not a team of what? Like you know, what I mean, a team yeah. of eleven. There were like there were partnerships, like for instance, Vieira Martinelli. They've really started to uh, click on a little bit. And do you know what's mm. crazy is uh, Vieira has more assists now than Vieira. He's got the second most assists in the team. Wow! In all competitions, that's crazy. He's got six. Only got yeah. uh Saka has Saka's more got than nine. nine. Yeah,
1: mm.
0: yeah, that's crazy. Um, but yeah, no, we're seeing some uh, we're seeing some moments like the like Martinelli, Vieira. That that definitely coming up well. Um, not so much Kivior, but Shaka and Jorginho were, were were pretty good today. Yeah, I mean Jorginho was a little bit wasteful, I think, with some of the passes. Um, we know you're going to get from Xhaka. Xhaka was was great, to be honest um it was just it was his standard so he was he's just like that guy who just puts in sevens across the board mm. um he was all right um Kivio, i was a bit disappointed in um but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say he's not a good player i just think it was um i personally i, I oh, sleep was amazing don't get me wrong yeah um, but i don't think he's got that communication down yet i mean well he couldn't he couldn't even speak english when he came over so i'm not surprised um let's just put it that way um mm. but i did expect maybe a little bit more from him he, he kind of like he didn't really have the confidence to sort of uh get involved on the first goal that we conceded really um and with the worst performance of all that that the only one that actually the only thing i'll say that worries me coming out of this game is uh matt Turney. turner yeah 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 because um Ramsar gets injured tomorrow pff, we're fucked yeah like, yeah, I
1: heard you, obviously, you know, you, you were on the yeah. stream earlier on. I heard you make mm-hmm. that point. Um, and actually, I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, I, I wasn't on Twitter, obviously, driving back, so wasn't able to multitask. But um, I imagine that a lot of us fans are very quietly concerned about Turner's performance, more so the repercussions of that performance, because we know what, we know what can happen when, especially Turner, when his confidence is is shook a little bit. Um, so, and we know he's going to be at the Emirates next week, in goal most likely. I mean, nothing is promised, but mm-hmm. um, that's what it seems. So, yeah, uh, I, this is one of those games where, like, you can you can pull out a lot of individual performances and analyze a lot of individual, um. I guess underwhelming performances, but it will yeah. But as a, as a collective, as a team, it just seemed like we were just very disjointed. Um, and yeah. actually, you know what? What really annoyed me a little bit. It almost seemed as if we expected to win in any way possible. It almost seemed as if the Villa result and the United, well, not let's take the United result away because that was quite a while ago. But say the Villa result and the Leicester, no yeah the the bournemouth and the villa result were two results that ha- in that game anyway I, it just it just feels like the players expect to win in in some way shape or form like um yeah they never really got out of third gear it seemed like they they were playing with a bit of arrogance about them like you know we're better than sporting um and credit to sporting you know they they actually performed as if they Wanted to to win the game. No, um, definitely. But that's what gives me confidence going into the Emirates. Like Arsenal didn't play like Arsenal. Arsenal played a little bit like they 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 felt like they had they they did they had the divine right to win that game. Whereas Sporting mm-hmm. gave everything in that game. So at the Emirates, when Arsenal do turn up or when Arteta uh, you know pulls that pipe out of their ass. <laughs> For another better yeah, yeah, no, uh, metaphor, um, you know they can finally play some football. But I did feel a, a little bit sorry for certain individuals out there who you could see at the 80th minute were just shattered, like Ben White and Bukayo Saka. You could tell those boys left everything out there, and you know with 10 minutes to go, um, there was a point where I think Arteta and the and the the staff on the touchline were screaming at Ben White to run back. Um, cause he had, he'd, he'd obviously gone forward to overlap and then, uh, we didn't make anything out of it. The goalkeeper got the ball and then Ben White, bless him. He was, you know, he emptied his tank and he was trying so desperately hard to get back. Um, but yeah. And the Saka as well, you know, at times just limping around. So those things worry me. Like, I don't think it was, there were, there was any need for us to play Ben
0: White. Could have
1: started Tommy.
0: Um, mm-hmm. obviously we I knew. Yeah, go. Cool. What now? What I'd say with that, I just think a little bit um I feel like Arteta wanted like a because <clears throat> don't get me wrong, sporting, sport they're not they're not bad. We should we should beat them. We are better than them, right? Yeah. Um but it isn't a way fixture. I think he already did he already did six changes, and I think that's the joint most this season. Yeah. I think that's with the same with the League Cup. Um so there's a lot of changes. Um so he wanted to have some of the old, do you know what I mean? Some of the, the starters in there. I think he was taking it, to, like he wanted to get a decent result. Do you know what I mean? Like a draw or a win, um, I think was fine for him. I just didn't think he didn't want to take a loss. And Tommy yeah. Asu, to be fair, hasn't been on it recently. Um, it's not to say he's a bad player. I just think it's all about, it's all about confidence. As a manager, it's all about confidence. Who you've got confidence in. Uh, and, and we know what he's like. He goes off how they train. Um I think the biggest ki- killer today, um I really wanted to see Tierney. Um yeah, well we heard he's out ill, so yeah, I think I think I just think Tierney would have brought a lot of energy because yeah. although we had Zinchenko today, Zinchenko can't can't really be utilized properly with the team that was out there. Does mm. that make sense? I, I just. I if 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 there was like Erdegaard in there, um with say Party and Xhaka, then it becomes a whole different ball game. But with Georgina and Fiera, they tend to fill up the spaces that Sinchenko should be have been filling. Um so it was a bit there was just a bit getting the ball to the final third and that final pass was just not was just missing. We wasn't able to like create the spaces. Um so I would have liked Tierney. and I think Erdegaard as well, um, not even just um, playing because Vieira did I think Vieira was probably one of the probably man at the match to be honest
1: yeah I know I agree Um,
0: yeah he was he was brilliant Um, but I think maybe towards the last 20 minutes when we needed that goal I think if Erdegaard came on we definitely would have created something Um, put Barty on take Shaka off take Jorginho off Um, uh, and that would have I think changed the game but hey ho 2-2 I'm not too fussed about it we've got a good game coming up next week yeah um and I'm I'm not too concerned about it. Um, I think Reece Nelson as well. Um, a lot I saw a lot of slander and sort of, tweet of people like, oh he is and I know he I know he was he was a fraud and all this kind of I'm like what? I'm like Reece Nelson, he's been great since he's come, in. he hasn't had that many minutes, he's not superhuman. Um I, I wasn't surprised that he didn't like have a flyer. Do you know what I mean? I wasn't surprised. Um, but that's not me saying he's not a good player. I still think he's great. And I still think you know, he, he's to, to be fair to Reese,
1: I think he did everything that he needed to do. Like there wasn't any explosivity, but that's not down to Reese Nelson. That's down to the fact that Arsenal weren't playing at the kind of level that yeah. we used to no, see. No, 100%. You know? um, mm-hmm. and obviously when when we're not playing at such a high tempo, players like Nelson, Martinelli, and Saka they will suffer because they're not. I guess they perform best when we're able to move the ball around quickly and get players in behind yeah. whereas when we're playing on the edge of the box you're asking for a lot for someone like Nelson who hasn't had many minutes who scored that you know late w- winner and mm-hmm. has a lot of pressure to kind of re-deliver um I wanted to ask you though in terms of starting elevens going I really like the way that we've transitioned into <laughs> talking about the starting eleven uh, were you were you a little bit surprised that Rob Holding didn't get a start Yes
0: I was actually um I, I actually was quite shocked. I That was probably the one that jumped in the most that Saliba was starting. Now, I don't know why. I can only assume um, that because Saliba is actually, he's just he's just a quality player. I mean, if Yeah wasn't a man of match, Saliba would have been my second one because Saliba was fantastic. When he got a goal, he stopped a goal to make it 2-0 at that time. Um, not 2-0, sorry. It would have been 2-1. Or was it? Yeah, it would have been two-one, but that would have been just before the end of the first half. Hmm. I think it was. Yeah, it was just was the end, um, which was crucial to go into the half. Sort of um, level was, was was much better. Um, yeah, he he was great. I think if if Rob Holden was next to him, I I don't think Arteta had the confidence to to put Holden next to him. I think he would have liked of of liked to, but I think he realised the creativity and the explosiveness of sporting um and yeah holding like kivyo's got the pace but he hasn't got the experience yet do you know what i mean whereas mm. holding's got the experience but he hasn't got the pace and even his experience is a little bit you know what i mean it's, it gets me a bit worried so um yeah i i, I was i was surprised I, I did think maybe but now that i look back at it with hindsight I get why he did it. Do you know what I mean? Actually looking at the game as it played, it was probably the better move. Um, yeah. Because I think if Holden was on, I don't think, well, we wouldn't have scored the first one well, goal. That's for sure. Because Saliba was just an absolute tank in that goal. And I don't know how they ended up matching up a five foot, seven, six guy on Saliba. He got absolutely bullied. Um, mm. it's just a poor matchup. But, yeah, with hindsight, so I think it was, it was a great decision to keep to LeBron. But I was surprised. You, what about yourself? Was yeah. There sort of any other ones in the 11? The uh, <sighs> yeah.
1: Well, I don't know. Not really. I mean, yeah, Zinchenko initially, but obviously then we heard that, you know, um, Tierney was out with uh, illness. Yeah, yeah. Ben White was, was another one for me because I think he's just so, he's so important. Um, yeah, he he's is. so important when we're going forward. And like in uh, when we when we play Fulham, that, that will be, I think anyway, that will be the difference maker. I think the overlapping runs and opening them up, because they're going to set up a five at the back um, and they're going to try and hit us on the counter and they've got some brilliant players up top who can punish us on the counter attack. Um, quite similar to uh, kind of the way Sporting set up, actually. You know, their, 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 their boys up top with Trincao and Edwards were really, really good. Um, just with the ability to kind of get it into the danger zone as quickly as possible and then convert... Um, whether it be a shot or, or or a cross or just, you know, whatever they did in that final third came off. Um, and so it's going to be really important for us to preserve those energies. Um, I was surprised that Saka had played for the whole 90. I thought maybe smith could have come on for Nelson and Nelson could have switched flanks with... Um, with with Smith Rowe, as in Smith Rowe comes off for sack, yeah, comes yeah, on yeah. for Stacker, and then they 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 switch flanks. So yeah, but uh, I don't know, I don't know. I you know, I I want to I want to wholeheartedly trust that Arteta knows what he's doing, and I'm sure. Well, he d- definitely does know what he's doing. <laughs> otherwise, we wouldn't be top of the league. Um, but yeah, just seeing Sacker on there for the whole ninety minutes just rubs me up the wrong way. I don't really know how to feel about that. Um, You have to have one eye on on Sunday. Um, Obviously, you have to, because, you know, we're still in such a tender um, position. And it's such a, I feel like it's a really important month, March, because it it, it sets the momentum going into the latter 10 games, the last 10 games. Palace and Fulham are really, really important because that's the run up to what will be 10 finals. And we're not talking about the finals that we've been playing for the last however many games we've played since being, you know, at the top and since introducing ourselves as title contenders. But this is going to be real pressure, intense, like mental exhaustion, you know, every single day. So, yeah, that for me was a little bit like... Mm
0: -hmm. But anyway... I I wasn't too... Fussed with uh, Saka. I I just sort of always go back to the the um, post sort of season com- like uh conference that Arteta did, and they asked him sort of why. Well, what do you want to do for next season? What needs to be changed for you to like change to get into that top four? Um, and he actually did mention sort of. He said to challenge at the top. Um, you need to be scoring about hundred goals a season, and your players need to be ready to play about fifty games a season. Um. So I'm, I'm not too concerned. I mean, I know that he's young and people say, oh, he's too young. But I I've played sport and I was young and I could bounce back after two, three days. Do you know what I mean? Um, he, He's at that age and he's got so many hours now. He's not he's not inexperienced. He's like an extremely experienced young player Um, and yeah. he definitely has the potential to be a world-class player. And if you look at world-class players who are at their age, at his age, they were doing the same thing, the exact same amount of minutes. Um... So, I, I, if it, if it was, like, say, another player, like, I know, Smith Rowe, who's got injury history on this kind of stuff, you'd be worried. But Saka's just an absolute animal. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's inevitable. Every single player gets injured in their career, right? It's just inevitable. That is sport, right? But the way that he handles himself, the way that he manages himself, and Saka is a, a prized asset. Like, not only is he probably almost influential, well, he is our most influential player. There's not... Probably about it, he is. Um, is also our most valuable player. So let's say, for instance, uh, we we did sell him, but we're not going to. But let's just say, for instance, we did. Yeah, he's worth 150 million plus, right? Yeah, you think Arsenal are going to take a risk with Bukayo Saka? Mm. Then I I don't I don't see them taking a risk like. It, it, it's a two-way conversation. Saka wants to play. Do you know what I mean? He wants to play. He, if Saka, I can imagine Arteta being the kind of guy. If Saka went, genuinely went up to Mikel and said, "Look, Ra- look, Gaff, I need, uh, I need, I need, I need, I need, I need a day off. Do you know what I mean? Like, I need, I need sixty minutes. Like, my legs don't feel up to it. Yeah, you know, Arteta's going to be like, yeah, of course, of course, be. I got you. Like, do you know what I mean? He'll, he'll, he'll put someone else on, and he's not going to think about it. But he hasn't. I just do you know what I mean? That's because Saka's like, I'm ready, I'm I'm fresh. Oh. So I don't read too much into it. What I do worry about is when teams start um kind of like attacking Saka, do you know what I mean? With like the, the dirty tackles and all that kind of stuff. But the one thing I do like about what's coming up, especially for the weekend, I know you said sort of Ben White and, and all that's kind of crucial. Uh, and, and, and they are, they are crucial players for us. Um, but the one thing I do like about it, especially in terms of like pressure and the way that things go, the Man City game is before us. So yes, it is. Yeah, and, yeah. And Crystal Palace away is never an easy game. Man City will probably win it, right? But they can lose to anyone because they're not they're not the City of old. Um, so they could drop points. So that could uh, they, they could they could also. But and I think if they do win points, it will motivate Arsenal even more. Yeah. Um, okay. So. I yeah, I'm not I'm not I'm not too concerned. I've just saw a lot of people on Twitter saying that like, they should arrest him and stuff. I'm not too concerned because yeah. I think I think especially Saka, he's such a well-oiled machine at the moment. I think if you stop him and you take him out, I just see him not staying in form. Do you know what I mean? He's a bit like a lorry engine. Like, if you actually turn it off, they start going, they start that's when they start packing in. You just gotta keep him running.
1: Mm. Okay. All right, well, look, we'll have a little uh, full and preview at the end of this pod. Um, let's get into the game mm-hmm. itself and talk about the first half because, um, yeah, we saw two goals. Uh, Arsenal were the first. Um, I did feel like the first opening 15-20 minutes were quite... Tensky, yeah, tentative, yeah, apart from Arsenal, you know, we created it. It was very slow. The build-up wasn't it?
0: Um, whilst it wasn't like Arsenal that we've seen all season, right? It, 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 it looked like a, it, yeah, I completely agree. It was like a tentative. They didn't really, they didn't, they weren't doing the high presses. They weren't mm. sprinting off the line. Yeah, it was a very um, right. Yeah, it let's go out. Seemed, today, exactly. So just, yeah. yeah. It,
1: it seemed like you know, you know, we're here now. We know. Let's get in minutes. Yeah, I've done it over with. We know we're better than them. So you know, let's play the game at our tempo. And and like I said, credit to um, Sporting. They had other plans and they had an early chance. Um, ball over the top that found Gonzalez. Uh, and the finish was poor, but they were in on goal um, and they were asking questions very early on, setting the tone and um, got the crowd going as well. Playing some really nice possession football as well, like combinations and uh, very kind of Arsenal-like, um, opening up our defence. And yeah, we, we almost looked half asleep. Um, but, you know, after the 20 minute mark, things did to pick up a little bit more. Um, getting into the flow of things, moving the ball quicker. And, you know, I noticed on the right-hand side that the Vieira and Saka and Jorginho combination looked really well, Um, especially Vieira on the right-hand side. You know, I mean, you think back to the Bournemouth game where crosses, endless crosses were going into the box, but, Mm -hmm. you know, they're almost dead crosses because the types of crosses that were coming into the box were just um, over here or into the wrong zones. This time round, Vieira on on, on on the right-hand side put in some really good balls into the box. And, you know, the one that stuck out was um, the goal, the goal itself. I, I can't remember how many corners it was that we had against Bournemouth, but,
0: you know... A ridiculous, 17, I think it was.
1: Right, so 17 corners and all of them, I think more, most of them were hit quite poorly. Oh, yeah, um, they
0: were all dross
1: Yeah, and so, you know, this time round... Um, Vieira puts in a really lovely cross Peach. into the box and Saliba Absolutely. towers over um, and puts in a really strong header as well. It's a very Saliba-like goal, isn't it? Oh,
0: it was dominant as hell. Very like, convincing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was no, like, he knew exactly what he was doing.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was a nice goal. There was a little bit of controversy, obviously, um, was Zinchenko after and- the goal of Zinchenko. Yeah. And do you know what? I, I do feel Sporting's um, frustration Because if it was us, if we were on the receiving end, and actually it did happen, didn't it, where um, we conceded from, is it City, where someone's arms were around Saliba and... City want a free well, kick or well, somebody
0: look, want a free kick? Yeah, look at Tony. Look at uh, the Brentford game as well. Ivan Tony. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um,
1: so I, I never like stuff like that. Um, I, uh, you know, I like to think of myself as a, as a football purist. You know, I like the game to be played as cleanly as
0: possible yeah, without none, none of that dark art stuff.
1: Yeah. Sometimes you know, if you if you if you need to play dirty against dirty, fine. But when it's you know quite early on in the box, Sinchenko obviously trying to get one over, um, his marker. And, you know, rightly so they were furious and, um, seemed like, you know, tensions were boiling over a little bit between Zinchenko and others. Um, and that kind of woke them up, but also woke us up for the remainder of the first half, um, following the goal. Um, obviously, you know, is it, is it, is it Coatz? Is that how you say his name? Kuwait's, Kuwait's,
0: Coates, Coates? I think it's Kuwaites.
1: Kuwaites, Coates maybe. Coates, yeah. So he picks up a yellow, so he's he's not going to be available for the second leg. Um, and neither is the, uh, Japanese international Morita. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he's not going to be available either because they've both, they've both picked up too many yellow cards. Um, other than the goal itself, before um. Before sporting score, can you think of any other moments in the game, any bits of analysis that we want to talk about? Um, I can't think
0: of anything from Arsenal because it just seemed as if the, the Arsenal side—it was just lazy. Like passing from the back was lazy.
1: Yeah,
0: it, it wasn't. It just wasn't sharp. Um, in my opinion, it, it was just because it wasn't sharp that we were susceptible to a counter attack. Um. And I mean when we go even after like when Turner nearly spilt the ball, we nearly conceded an own goal. That was um
1: Yeah. Um look, at the last fifteen minutes of the game, there was plenty happening. Obviously, mm-hmm. Edwards was the one that raised kind of eyebrows for a lot of us. Um I remember watching him against Spurs and obviously being an ex-Spurs man. Um I didn't <laughs> I didn't think Edwards was gonna be the Edwards that we witnessed. Um, against them like he looked really bright to the uh, tonight as well um looked like the most dangerous guy down the flanks and yeah Turner's decisions I don't know what has happened I don't know whether it's because of a lack of game time or whether just it's just he just I hasn't think, I, I think it's crap. probably
0: yeah I think it's probably a little bit of both I think the game time's a big one but
1: rustiness and
0: maybe the the day, IQ got, got as, as well yeah.
1: yeah, I mean, yeah, you hit the nail on the head. Like, you got to make the right decisions, and some some of the decisions that he was making, not just decisions, but you know, the, the, the before before they scored their was it before they scored their first goal, um, there was a chance in inicia is that the goal scorer, um, he has a shot from long range, and.
0: Goals Tur- for Inatio. Yeah, Inatio, right?
1: Inacio, yeah. In Inatio, right. So he has a shot from long range and Turner pushes it away. Oh, yeah, yeah, corner. yeah. If that's Ramsdale, I fully expect him to catch that. Catch or it, more- yeah. It was
0: from range. It was like, how yeah.
1: many yards? Like, 27 30 yards at least and so the thing that the thing that strikes me of Turner is that he makes everything look 10 times better than it actually is ah uh,
0: yeah um, no I feel, you. I feel you he like yeah. does all the he does the Ramsdale dives but he doesn't have the finish do you know what I mean there's no
1: conviction behind those safes yeah it's like a, you know you're tapping it away and so that goal really irritated I mean, you me
0: get, get him on a highlight reel I'm sure yeah. you could get a highlight reel and you can make Matt Turner look like one of the maddest goalkeepers going <laughs> yeah you know so
1: I mean? th- I mean, th- that, that for me was the first thing that annoyed me. And then the second one was the goal itself. Um
0: oh yeah so do you want lazy. to talk
1: about it. Give me your thoughts on it. Oh,
0: what do we how can we I watched it right and I'm I, I saw that um I uh in HCO when he, he got all the way through right he got all the way through and he had a clean ball and, and I said to myself I was like how the fuck did that happen? Right and then I went back so I I put the I put the stream back so I could see it. Yeah. And I literally just saw sort of turn a step up. He stepped up and he was, it looked like he was, he, he must have shouted to the defenders that he wants the ball, right? Because the defenders just stopped and they only do that if, if you're, if you're confident in your goalkeeper you, and your goalkeeper calls it, you tend to let the goalkeeper through, right? That's, that's, that's what you do. Hmm. So there must have been a shout there and he goes, and steps up and then all of a sudden he backtracks and sat and the next minute, you know, he's like two metres off his line. He's got the, the defenders haven't moved. Um, And he's just got a clean header. Like, no one even challenged him. Now, I mean, some people could say, some people could say, oh, that's on the defenders because, like, they should have, they shouldn't assume. No, you shouldn't assume, but you also, your goalie should also come out at that same time. Like, I don't, I can't imagine Saliba not attempting to go for the ball if a goalie didn't call for it. Mm. I can't, I can't imagine. Even um, Kivior as well. Um, he sort of ducked a little bit. Um, I, for
1: this goal, I can't blame the defenders. I can't blame anyone. Yeah, it's mainly that. T- that 100%. the ball is coming into the danger zone, the zone where goalkeepers need to be aware, awake, and the kind of height that is coming at your fist is going to be above anyone's head in 100%. that position. Yeah, goalkeeping one hundred and one. The ball comes into that six-yard box. You need to be there in the middle. Yeah. to either try and grab it or punch it out. And it seems as if for a split second, he thinks about doing it and then he, he just, just
0: doesn't. He, yeah, I, I don't he, know. Fight it, or flight, right? Yeah, it was so bizarre. It was so bizarre because when I watched the goal go in and I saw him so far off his line, Yeah, I, I literally had to go back. I was like, how yeah, the fuck? Just, excuse my French. I literally had just, yeah. I was just like, that, I, it's been a while since I've seen football like that. Do you know what I mean? Like that that's schoolboy stuff. Yeah, that's, and, that, that, that's like, Do you know what I mean, Karl Heine yeah. would do better than that.
1: But that's the thing. Like, I don't I, I feel really bad criticizing Turner because I know how how he, I know how difficult it's been for him since coming to Arsenal, being in the shadows of Ramsdale, who he's watched, you know, uh, force himself, you know, into the first team, pushing Leno out of the way. He's got as much of a chance as anyone else. I'm talking about Turner here to do the same thing. But He just doesn't have the abilities and he doesn't have the talent or the skills just yet. He has all the potential in the world. He's really young. He's full of confidence. He's, you know, the U.S. goalkeeper for the national side. He had a really good World Cup tournament, comes back to Arsenal, Mm -hmm. lacks the game time needed. And it just seems like he's just he's just he's made 10 steps forward and has come back 20 steps. Um, Mm -hmm. And that performance is not going to help him at all.
0: I could definitely see him coming back and do, putting in like a solid 9 out of 10 next week. Yeah. But some, it was, I don't know, I don't know if it was like a collective or community, like something was off today. Something was off, like from, from the get go. And I thought maybe a few of the players were thinking about Sunday. Maybe.
1: Yeah, they were, they were on the midweek kind of off match day. You know where you've played a game and you're expecting to go into training do your training, go home. That's what they were on. I feel like, um, they were not there for the, for, for the kind of the game itself. 100%. Um, but yeah, so, you know, they score their goal. Um, good response from Arsenal though, you know, passing through the cha- through the channels, putting in some dangerous, dangerous areas. Um, mm-hmm. but then out of nowhere, another chance Edwards with a shot from outside the box saved by Turner. But you, you know, you, you should be catching that really again. Um, and I think there was a header that was saved off the line as well. Shaka's header.
0: Shaka's uh, header. Yeah, it was a beautiful ball win.
1: Yeah. Um, I think the uh, against sporting players were getting upset. At, I think, was it Shaka and, and Martinelli getting in the way when they wanted to take the goal, keep, uh, the goal kick quick? But as far as first half, incidents go and just general analysis. That's all I could muster up you know? it was quite a, it's
0: quite an uneventful first half like yeah. there, there were obviously there were two goals but
1: it was it was just anti-football right it was everything that yeah. Arsenal are disassociated from um so yeah, yeah. but the second half uh, proved to be a lot more exciting there proved to be a lot more incidents to, and things mm-hmm. to, to, to talk about um sporting started really really quickly And they had a a number of different opportunities. Obviously got themselves an early goal, but very early on, as soon as the half kicked off, Trinkau and Marita were early attempts. Um, Turner this time comes out to collect it. He looked a lot more confident. We look quite lackadaisical in possession, losing it cheaply. Um, How are you feeling about Sinchenko's defensive positioning? I know as an offensive player, he's so important because he does that inverted positioning. He he applies himself as almost an extra midfielder. Um, He's really tidy and neat on the ball, but everything about him defensively makes me want to scream and bury my head in a hole. (laughs) He just leaves really big holes in, in, on the left-hand side. And I think it it was, it's what
0: led to the second goal. No, I agree with that's what I was saying. Sort of, um, a little bit earlier, I think Tierney not being there was a big miss, um, just out the sheer way. Because Sinchenko, Sinchenko to be utilised properly, needs the right characters around him. Do you know what I mean? To sort of make up for the space in behind. Mm. And he had, uh, at that time, it was Kivior uh, on the left. Now, normally, it's Gabrielle and Party right, who sort of cover that left gap side because Xhaka tends to be forward with Sinchenko. Um and, and we've seen Gabriel and uh Party come back and track back Sinchenko's left flank. I mean the biggest one that sticks out to me was the United game. Uh, I think it was Anthony that was just wide open and Party yeah. came out of nowhere and covers it.
1: But that's when exactly that, what happened with the when, with yeah, with the when you goal.
0: when you have that you don't notice Sinchenko's flaws. Do you know what I mean? But because he didn't have that um, supporting cast around him, you're like, oh, why, well, defensively, he's a, he's, a, he's a bit flaky. I mean, yes, he is. We know this. That's why I wanted Tierney, um, personally. I mean, do you not. Know what I would have kind of liked to see? Because it seems like we're just making all of our centre-backs full-backs anyway, so why not? Mm. If Kivio's so quick, why not stick him on the left? Well, maybe that's
1: something that we yet to see. I mean, look, you know, we, we all called for Martinelli to play through the middle. He is now playing through the middle. And, uh, you know, I want to pivot this conversation to that front front line because it was another mm-hmm. opportunity for Arteta for to, um, you know, show tinker. us, yeah, tinker and show us the depth that we were, the quote unquote depth that we've got, despite not having a natural striker. Um, we're going to have real issues in the upcoming games if... And Katty and Jesus don't come back, um, you know, sooner than we than, mm-hmm. than they 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 might li- they might have liked uh, to to I, come back. Obviously I, with Jesus, I would we agree with you. yeah. I was just going to say just quickly I, I, with Jesus, we mm-hmm. saw him, you know, returning and training yesterday. Did you think that mm-hmm. he would um, be on the bench?
0: What today? Yeah. Well, I mean, I was hearing the other week that he was apparently he wanted to be back for the Bournemouth game. Um, but it seems there's a bit of a delay. I think Arsenal just being extra, extra, extra careful because they realise the most crucial part of the season is in April. Yeah. So they probably don't... They they they, they don't care. Do you know what I mean? I, I think they're just like, we will happily wait for you because we're going to need you. We're going to need you real bad. Um, so I wasn't too surprised, to be honest, because the thing about these Europa League games, yes, they are technically not as good teams. But the thing is, these teams look at us and yeah. go, let's put in a, let's put in a performance you know what I mean, It'll they be, lick it, their lips. They want to prove be, a point. Yeah. It can be gritty. It can be hard. It can be like a bit feisty. So I think it was a good choice not to put uh, Jesus in there. Also, he's like Brazilian and can speak Portuguese. So, you know, and like, you know, he's just going to banter and, and stir. Yeah. Um So, yeah, I, I wasn't too surprised. Um, I was more surprised that Smith Rowe didn't start, to be honest. Um, Who? Smith Rowe? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I thought Smith Rowe might have come in maybe for Saka Nelson gone on the right, but I understand why he played Saka. Um, but I was happy to see Martin Lee up front, and I think that is a good combination he's got with Vieira. But what was missing? I think if we had Erdegaard on today with Vieira and Party instead of Jacko, or Jorginho at the back, yeah. mm. I think that could be very dangerous. Um 'Cause we already we already know Erdegaard can can work with um Martinelli, right? Um now it's just now he's got the Vieira. if he can do both, and like we've seen Erdegaard works better with Saka, we've seen Erdegaard works better with Saka. Vieira, if he can start working with um Martinelli, you can have like a left attack in mid as Vieira, the right attacking mid as Erdegaard, and then you have Jesus in the middle who can connect all of it. That's a really dangerous front five. Really yeah. dangerous. Um but yeah, I, I'm yeah. not, I'm not too concerned. I think we'll start seeing the come back. Um, what, what did I, you make of uh, Martinelli's performance today, front? Mate, I I thought he was, I thought he was good. I thought he was good. I was so surprised he didn't score from that phenomenal run. Yeah, <laughs> like Chelsea 2.0. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I was so gassed. I when he got when he like obviously got the ball, and and it was kind of the same thing like the Chelsea game, like. He just missed his tackle. I yeah. don't know how he got through it. Then the second guy who had the best chance flopped it, and then the keeper came out and he, he just he, the touch was too hard. Well, I always knew that he was going to get past the keeper, but the touch that I thought saved, I thought he should have shot. I thought I personally thought he should have took a shot before he goes past the keeper. Yeah, because when the keeper's that far off his line, all you got to do is get it up and around him. Yeah, that's it. I I thought personally he, but I think because he's not, like, played in the centre that much. Yeah. Do so, you know what I mean? He wouldn't have. But I think if that was Gabriel Jesus, he probably would have shot. Yeah. But I think just it, it was the
1: momentum top. as well. Like, he was on that run. And, you know, you, you kind of can't stop yourself.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Know? No, I was gassed for him, though. I thought, he, I thought he was good. I thought he was good. Um, He was good off the ball. Um, um He was good on the ball. He put in a good shift. Um, He did have the interchanging moments with yeah, which were positive. It wasn't phenomenal, it didn't blow my 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 mind. But um, I'm not worried. Do, do you know what I mean? The main thing is I'm not worried coming out of it. I've, literally, the only big worry for me in that game, um, just a scoreline. I'm I'm not worried about it at all. I, I'm not I, sporting away. Sport sorry, sporting at home next week just does, doesn't really concern me. Yeah. Um, The silver lining Is that we've played Them at their ground now And we haven't lost Have you seen their ground It kind of looks like An Emirates 2.0 Like Um, It kind of does You know Like if you look At the shape of it And it's like
1: I need to have a look At the picture It's it's kind of like Got
0: the outside of it Looks a little bit Like Wembley Like smaller but the way that the top and the outside. It's ah, a city yeah, cool yeah. stadium there. Yeah,
1: I see what you mean. From bird's eye view, I'm looking at it from the outside, the bird's eye view. It almost looks like um the city stadium from the outside, actually. Have you had a look at have you had a look to see what it looks like on the outside?
0: Yeah, no, I have, but I would i would say it looks more like a Wembley, to be honest. Bar the arch. Yeah. Like the 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 wide thing, because the, the city one obviously has the little uh the
1: and actually, what from one angle, it does look, look a bit like the standard. San Siro. So <laughs> it's got like
0: all four different stadiums. It's, it's honestly, it's, it's a massive it stadium. It's, a f- it's like fifty thousand capacity, I think. Yeah. It was. What, what think do you think is? was?
1: Why do you think it was half empty? Because it's a big game. This.
0: Um, I mean, I don't know to be honest. You have to, you have to speak to the sporting fans. what, what is it? I don't even know what that average attendance is. Anyway, do they normally fill it? I don't know,
1: but you know.
0: And they're not having a good season, I don't think. Yeah, they're not having think... a good season. They're not. I'm pretty sure right. they're like fifth or something. Oh no, the fourth. The yeah. But that's not a good season for Sporting. Sporting, didn't they win it last season?
1: No, they finished behind Porto last season. Oh. Um, But look, the amount of talent that's generated from the academy. Oh, and... they
0: won it the season before. That was it.
1: Yeah. yeah. Just generally like Sporting as, as a squad and as a club, they, they're known to generate incredible amounts of talent um who other than other than Marcus Edwards who in their squad do you look at next week and think we need to keep a close eye on this guy because he was pulling a lot of strings
0: um I think uh Paulinho was pretty good to be honest um solid player but what I really like is um is Pedro Goncalves Yes. I yeah. thought he was solid in midfield. I thought like, he was really um, comfortable. When I saw him, Like the way he could turn, the way he could move, it was quite uh, a dangerous sort of player. Do you know what I mean? He was giving me, um, it's going to sound weird, but he was giving me Danny Ceballos when he's good vibes. Mm. Interesting. Like, yeah, that's the only way I can really explain it. I was going to say sort of Erdegaard, but Erdegaard's a bit more He's a well, bit more. Um,
1: he's got twelve goals this season in the
0: Premier League. Mate, he's a good. He's a good player. Gonçalves yeah. is a good player. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of players, a lot of teams that are uh, already scouting him um, to bring him on. But I think they actually tied him to a contract not long ago.
1: Twelve goals, six assists in twenty two games. That's pretty
0: good. It's pretty good going.
1: Yeah, it is. It is. Well, um, yeah, it's pretty good going. Okay, look, let's talk about their goals. Um, the, the goals that happened in the second half, because I don't think much happened after this kind of 65th minutes. No, after, after, yeah, after like the 70th minute, the game just kind of died after the changes were made. But um, we conceded first and Paulinho basically taps in from two yards. It's great play from them um, down the wide area. Edwards, again, plays a really lovely kind of Odegaard-esque ball. Uh, in behind for Conchavez. He has a shot saved by um, Turner. Paulinho taps in. What do you think went wrong there? Do you think, I mean, firstly, um, is, do we need to be very critical of Turner? And secondly, um, the centre-backs, Kivior and Saliba, do you think they could have done enough?
0: Um, to be fair, yeah, um, I'm not going to actually. I don't. I've got. I've got no argument to say against turn on that second goal because I don't think that was his fault in any way, shape, or form. He yeah. did his bit. Mm-hmm. He stopped that initial one. I think it was probably the only bad moment from Saliba all game. Um, but as well the fact for how the ball came in in the first place, the fact that there was lack of pressure on the yeah. initial ball. That's that's where the issue lies. I mean. Because Matt on, he was he was a great stop. Like it was a fantastic stop. He got low really quick, uh, and I was like, "Oh, great save!" And then obviously the the ricochet. Like, there's nothing you can do about that. But what should have happened? There should have been initial press on the initial shot, um, and that's what I'm more worried about. Because I, I couldn't, I can't remember from the top of my head who was um, situated next to him. But that's what worried me the most about it was the fact that it just looks like we were we were reacting like half a second too late to everything. We weren't switched on. We weren't sort of like in it. But then once we scored the second goal, luckily from a, well, um, from a ricochet from Xhaka, yeah. um, that's when we started like switching on for some reason. And I don't, and, and we bought on party and we started clicking again. Yeah. But yeah, that was, I can't give Turner any discredit. Saliba, that was his only bad moment. So I'm not going to moan about him. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, look, it's, it's a horrible goal to concede because, you know...
0: It's it, poor. It was poor. To, it's not to just, just a direct
1: out. goal, but like if you look like 20 seconds or let's say a minute before we concede the goal, um, they've got it in their half. They play it into Trinkau. Trinkau is then allowed to dribble past two, three... Um, okay, you dribble past three players from his half into deep into our half. There's no one on the left, on the right-hand side there. Yeah. Um, where is uh, Zinchenko? He's basically in the centre back position. Part the pass is then made into number forty seven, who I don't know who that is. Um, it, it's it's essentially now a kind of a, a almost a dead kind of situation for for Sporting. We've got one, two, three, four, five, six. I can't see the rest of the camera angle, but I'm fairly sure there's at least seven players there. It shouldn't be an issue. Arsenal should be able to clear that situation out. Everyone is back at this point. Sporting mm-hmm. have now got basically 10 players um or 11 players because Martinelli's back there to get past. Arsenal have a line of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven 7, in one line um defending uh Matt Turner. For, and somehow its I mean it's a brilliant pass. It's a wonderful pass from um Edwards into mm-hmm. um who has that shot first? It, was it
0: I think it was Goncalves maybe. Yeah. Yeah, Go it was. Yeah, yeah, it
1: was. Yeah. And then, and then, uh, yeah, it's a tap in. So yeah, it's just disappointing that we allow ourselves to switch off so easily and just think that, you know, because we've got so many back, nothing's going to happen. Um, and then mm-hmm. luckily, I mean, this was a game, I think that was, you know, <laughs> Arsenal riding their luck, uh, for, 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 most of it. Cause I think for the first time in a very long time, officiating was in our favor. Um, but the goal itself mm-hmm. that we equalized with Shaka, who tries to find Martinelli um, tries to poke it in for Martinelli, but deflects off Marita, and then ends up in the back of the net. Questions were asked about Saka's foul. Would you would you count that as? Do you think that's? Um, do you think we've got away? I don't. F-
0: I not really. It was it, there wasn't much in it. There really, there really, really wasn't much in it. Yeah, soft. Um, but Could have been given. Yeah, it was extreme. I mean, the, the player was automatically. It was pretty much gone. Yeah, already. Um, it could have been given, but if it was given, it would have been super soft. So I, it's. Like I'm not even being biased. I just I just for my initial opinion when I watched it live, I, I didn't even consider it a foul. I just thought it was it was sort of a 50-50 and sucker came out on top. That was just my initial opinion. Whereas like I don't know, um I'm trying to figure that that was one of the other ones earlier. But no, with that, personally, I do not think it's a foul. What about you?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it could have been given. I thought, it, would, like I, like you said, in- incredibly soft had it been given. But I was just thinking, as an Arsenal fan, if it was against us, <laughs> I'd be fuming. So, um, I mean, I can understand, um, you know, again, why Sporting might feel hard done by it. But far did look at it and chose to, you know, let the goal stand. Um, at 2-2, are you thinking that Arsenal going to get another goal? Uh, how, do, how how are you kind of viewing the rest of the game? Because it was very, very soon, I think, um, Arteta took off Sinchenko for Tommy, rightly so, because Tommy, mm-hmm. you know, added that extra bit of defensiveness. Um, and actually, when he came on, he made an impact straight away. Puts in a beautiful crossing in for Vieira um, and the header saved by the keeper. Good, powerful header. But um, Sinchenko, I felt like, sorry, uh, Tommy who I felt like was quite impressive. Yeah, um, no, last no, half no. no.
0: It definitely was. And, um, that's not really the first time we've even, uh, seen him sort of been put in. Cause he, he came on as like a left back, didn't he? Yeah. 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 Cause I, I'm trying to remember it was, uh, I think it was the Leeds game last year was the first time we saw him a left back. Wasn't it? Or one of the first times when he completely pocketed Rafinha. Yeah. And there was Liverpool yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. He just, and he's, he's good. He, he can use both feet and he's mainly, he's mainly left footed, but he can use both feet. Um, no he was better he was better I mean that's what I was saying earlier with like Zinchenko he needs particular players around him and I, and I just thought it was a bit odd that Zinchenko was playing um, but did I, I didn't think we were going to score a third I can't be honest I thought if we did it would be extremely lucky Yeah. but I also I didn't care so I mean if it was the league and points were like a thing do you know what I mean and like let's say Francis is at the Emirates and we had to go there and it was 2-2 then I'd be annoyed, mm. but it's it's. I look at it as nil nil. I look at the games nil nil. We've got one game at the Emirates. We've got to knock them out. Yeah, that, 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 that's how that's how I'm looking at. It. Um, so I wasn't too concerned, and I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't getting the impression that it was all or nothing. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't like say the Bournemouth game or the Aston Villa game where like the last ten minutes it was we 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 were just relentless in, mm. in every 50-50 every time we lost the ball, we got it back sh- straight away.
1: I I, I think that's the most concerning thing for me. I think that's what really annoys me. The fact that they're playing now in that mindset, like as fans, we can go into games and we can expect easy wins, or we can expect to blow over our positions. But as a player, when you're in a title race and when you're expected to win every single week, there is a reason why city get a lot of respect that they do, despite, being branded as the oil, uh, club or, you know, uh, having hundreds of millions to spend every single summer. It's because they do it in a spectacular fashion. They do it in a relentless way. Like, you know, that city, whoever they play, they will blow you over because they will turn up. Whereas this was the first, op- the first occasion in a very long time where I saw Arsenal being very comfortable and almost, um, you know, giving themselves reassurances that because they've been playing so well, they will nick a victory. Um, and I don't like that mindset. I don't like that kind of, um, what's the word that I'm looking for?
0: Um, They'll they're, 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 they're treat it as in like a sort of a, like a second league. Do you know what I mean? Like a, it, so for instance, when I, when I, well, I played, I played American football, but I remember my coach used to say we used to play for generally the, Best team in the country, and we'd play teams, we'd beat them like 100 nil or whatever. But the coach would always say, Go out there and show them the respect that they deserve and don't drop to their level. Go out there and smack them like you're supposed to. That That's how he used to speak to us. Because if you'd go out into a game and you play to their level, then you start becoming shit basically. Like you start conceding. I remember we, we were beating this team, it was like 107 nil, and they scored a touchdown you have no idea how angry my coach was that they even scored one he was livid livid so like if with that like mentality what i'm trying to say is is like complacency was like, the word else yeah complacency, complacency 100% um when you put into that it can it can be worrying like, like 100% like you you should always want to play your best like when you've got an arsenal shirt on and you're you're playing in european football wearing an arsenal badge you should be putting in 100%. I don't care what game it is. Yeah.
1: Which which narrative do you pre- prescribe to? The one that um, they were being too complacent or the one that Arteta had made six changes and it just wasn't flowing? It just wasn't clicking?
0: I think it's a bit of both, honestly. Mm. I, I, I honestly think it was a bit of both. I think the one the, the key players that he kept in, that he kind of also had to keep in because of injuries, um, were a bit tired. Uh, they they i'm thinking about sunday they didn't want to get a risking injury because they realized how important they are for the team so they weren't steaming ahead into challenges do you know what i mean it's not like like the league where every single game is a final um and then there was also the the new players they're not quite and and the thing is when you have like new players come in if they come into a team and they're filled with the starting players who are on their game that's when they get that's when you get a ma- that's when you get those crazy debuts do you know what i mean that's when you start getting the the day de- the, debu- the debutant start scoring goals and assists but if if uh, if you are a, a a debutant to come on um and play in a team that's quite disjointed and the starters aren't quite in the game if that makes sense mm. it becomes very difficult for them and it makes them look worse than what they actually are so that's why i'm not going to uh, that's why i'm i'm not going to moan about give your, to be honest, because I think um considering he he was okay and i I trust I just trust the Arteta's I I trust Arteta's talent ID. Well what, what what about you? Where where are you sitting? Are you sort of sitting in the fence on it or are you more leaning towards uh maybe the changes or or just complacency? Uh
1: I don't know. I think you know, I think the Fulham game will tell us a lot about this game, about what it was, but I have a very I have a slight inkling and um, just one of those weird feelings that they just didn't want to play that game. Um, and they wanted to get through that 90 minutes as quickly as possible. Because mm-hmm. again, round of last 16, when you put yourself in a title conversation, in the title race, when your five points clear at the top, do you really want to be playing a game that just doesn't really mean much? You know, it, it means something in the context of winning a Europa League, but you're not in the quarterfinal stages yet. Um, you need to get past a, a, a team that you, in the back of your mind, you know that you're better than them. You know you know that the kind of football that you guys have been playing, um, you blow them away if you turn up 75%. Um, but we didn't even turn up 60%, let alone 75%. So I do think it, it is a little bit of complacency. Um, but we can't deny that making six changes is going to impact the way that we play the game, the way that we play our football. So... You know, just putting that, in the, uh, I guess, at the, in the back and moving forward now, looking um, ahead at Fulham, who have had, mm-hmm. who will have had six days off because they played on, on a Monday night, um, suffered a defeat to Brentford at Brentford, a, a West London derby. Quite a hot one as well, Fulham and Brentford. Well, was
0: game, yeah. It was a good game, actually. Um,
1: you know, they lost 3-2, uh, I guess you'd say 3-1 with Fulham nicking the last... Kick of the game almost um, with Carlos
0: Vinicius in the 99th minute. That uh, I appreciate that so much because that assist from uh, Pierre saved my uh, fantasy matchup. No joke, I won. <laughs> I won it by two points because of that last second assist. I was losing it. How many points did you get this week? Because I didn't do really well myself. 40, actually, I did forty nine. Forty nine. I was just going to check how many points I got. It um, wasn't
1: that yeah. good, but it
0: wasn't bad. I've, I've seen some 22s in our league, I can't lie. but
1: 39 is what I got. So, yeah, yeah I didn't do well at all. Um, but I've made some wholesale changes for next week. So I decided to use my you, wild card. You took a point here. I oh, took a massive point here, but I played my wild card. You
0: still got your... You still yeah, got I, do.
1: I do. I hate playing the wild card because I get so comfortable with my teams. But I made some real big changes. So my team now consists of... Um, I've All got right. Trippier, White, me, and Burn in defence. Um, nice. My, my midfield... You're not, constip- not going to go for a, a stupian No, I'm not. <laughs> I don't know why, but I, the, the, I'm not looking at the defence too much. My The, the majority of my points are going to come from midfield. So my midfield is packed up with Solly March, Bakayo Saka, Mohamed Salah, Cody Gakpo, and mm. Martin Odegaard. So, You're going for Solly March over Matoma, I am because Ooh. I believe in you believe in I believe March. in Soli- The thing is, Solly March and Trossard are two players that I've been screaming about for the last like five years. I genuinely think that those two are the two most in- underrated players. They're so consistent. Because they, year, they don't
0: play for a big six.
1: Yes, I know. Um, so you know, I very much believe that Solly March will come good the latter, latter stages of the of the season. I do still. Um, you know, rant and rave about Matoma, but I just I don't know. It, it's he, he gives me, it's it's the same as like Man of Solomon. It's like, well, they're they're on a really good run. There there's a big chance that it's going to come to a halt. When is that going to happen? And you know, I don't know. Having having him in your team is kind of like a, t- a ticking time bomb. Um, it could go off any time, um, mm-hmm. and then up front I decided to go for Tony and Haaland I've also got Watkins on the bench. So oh, strong team. Yeah. So hopefully, you know, my luck starts to change as well because I'm not too. In, I'm not doing too well. No, um, I'm not
0: doing too bad, man. I'm still in the top fifty thousand.
1: Where doing. am I? Where is, am I... That? is that? The Arsenal one, or is that just? No, just just total. How do you
0: find that out?
1: Is do you got uh, overall rank?
0: It, right. Overall rank. Yeah
1: two million three hundred twenty four thousand eight hundred and forty three yeah no. oh, foreign. yeah i know i'm myself down um i should have i should have used that um wild card ages ago but i just kept on putting it off anyway yeah, I, I anyway yeah we had Olam. a full tangent there, but you know for the, yeah. F- the fpl fans out there <laughs> fpl fans out there yeah um right Manuel solomon scored again oh, they lost three two um i very much expect him to play alongside with william who makes a return uh Wait, williams williams us.
0: been doing alright for i've been watching well. i've been, been watching well. fulham right and if i'm not mistaken right this is the fur well the bar the game that's the game um that they conceded free against um brentford that was the first time fulham conceded more than one goal in a match uh, since the Man United game in November, I'm pretty sure. Um pretty sure yes. it was. Yeah, um, it was. Thirteenth of November. Um and that, that United game was close. That was a close game. And yeah. uh yeah they, they they were un well, by the Newcastle they lost tonight. They lost to Newcastle and lost to Tottenham. They beat Chelsea um Basically, they, the they haven't game. lost against the
1: lesser sides, if you want yeah. to call it that.
0: It was a very good game. It was a good game. It was a very good game, uh, the Brentford game. Fulham, Fulham are no joke. I mean, we struggled against them at the Emirates. Mm. We struggled against them. We needed a, like, last, what, four-minute goal? 87th yeah.
1: minute goal, I
0: think we got against them. Was, I mean, they're currently seven. And, and, and they've um, got hard fixtures. They've got... They, they do, yeah. They've just had Brentford. They've got us. and they've got... Man United, they've got a postponed game that's going to be rescheduled for the Liverpool game, which will probably, because obviously we've got an international break after the 19th of March. Yeah. Um, so that'll probably get rescheduled somewhere in April. Um, What, what should them get it like after like Man City? Because like, yeah. they got Man City on the 30th of April, then they'll get Liverpool. Yeah. And they've got Man United at the end mate they're not Fulham are good they're a solid team and do you know what people talk about Mano talk about Mitrovic i tell you who's been the biggest key changer and if I could take any player from Fulham this is the player I'm taking 110% um, it's Paulinho Paulinia. Uh, do you know Jao Paulinho no Paulinho if you've not seen him mate he's been he's been phenomenal for him Paulinho yeah yeah Porinha, I am not sure how you pronounce it. Hmm. He, they got him from. I'm pretty sure they got him from Sporting. Where does he play? He's a midfielder. He he's he's it's normally him and Andreas Pereira that are like sort of holding. Is he out midfield. injured or something? Uh, no, I don't. I don't think he is.
1: I must be bugging out then. Ah, Paulinia. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, sorry, sorry. You know what? I, I associate... When I, when I can see the players' names, then I'm just like, okay, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Um, okay. I'll be honest he, with you. I haven't watched a whole lot of Fulham, so you're going to have to kind I've, of I've, I've educate watched,
0: me. I've, no, I've watched a fair few. He's he's just a very, very confident player. like he Exporting he get, man. Yeah, so let's say, for instance, Reem, who's... I ha, ha, don't know what, hats off the Reem. He's what, like first... Odd, and he's in the, like one of the best seasons going. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like, how, how old is he now? He's thirty five years old and je- on no joke, he's having literally one of the best seasons of his career. Um. Serene so will tend to pass it to uh, Paulinho in the middle, but and then everyone presses him. But he, he he does like a party. He just rotates. He just rotates. Moves his man off. Shifts it up to Pierre. Pierre then moves it either wide to the left or to the right, um, and then they go up to Mitrovic. But mm. the the reason that they've been winning and the reason that they didn't beat Brentford is because Polina wasn't on. I, I'm telling you right now, if so Polina was in, in that game? game, I don't know. I think maybe he got a knock. I'm 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 not sure because I haven't watched all of their games. When I have watched them, he wasn't on the bench had, either. So yeah, it's either that or maybe got a yellow cards um, suspension. Because mm. I'm trying to think, he he played against Leeds in the FA Cup. And he got a yellow card against Wolves in the one one draw. And he was also playing against Brighton when they beat Brighton. And honestly, Paulinho was their best player. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. He he's a very he's a very good player. He he, he, he can unlock he unlocks them. He has been the, the, the catalyst for him. So I think the what my only worry about um Fulham next week is one, the matchup on Mitrovic. Yeah, but I think Saliba's going to handle that very well, and Gabriel, they are both very dominant physical players, which is perfectly suited. And party, um, sorry, not Party, because Pauline plays a little bit deeper. It's going to be uh, sort of Shaka um, and Urdegaard uh, uh, on Paulinia, mm. whether they can track him, because uh, party will—he just is just a bit too deep. I mean, if we press them right back, then. It will still be Card really. To be fair, um, but yeah, he's the one I would, I, I'm, I'm, I like. If anything, honestly, I'll take him. I'll take him at Arsenal. I think I think he's that good.
1: Yeah, okay. Um, so, scoreline predictions. What do you reckon?
0: Scoreline at Craven Cottage. What time is our kickoff actually? Two o'clock o'clock so it's like the afternoon games where everyone else is kicking off right
1: such a shit like time to play now, i've never seen have you seen any of the same <laughs> kickoff it's usually isn't it usually 12 30 like, or and
0: three or four isn't it
1: yeah am it's, I? it's because it's because
0: of the t it's because the tv is now in it like you can't have it too late now because obviously you've got people in the middle east you've got people in australia you've got mm. people China, Japan, all these kind of places, and you can't have it too early because all the people in America. Um, well, I mean, a good the good thing minutes. is is that
1: it's going to be played on Sky Sports, so it'll be on the telly.
0: Yeah, yeah, we're, we're back on the telly, or <laughs> uh, well, in the UK anyway. Yeah, um, do you know what? I'm gonna go. Oh, gonna be... It's gonna be a
1: shitty day as well. It's gonna be raining and miserable. Um, <sighs> um
0: I'm kind of conflicted, you know. I think if we, if Ninketia plays, I think Ninketi will be the best suited player to play Fulham. Um, I just, I just think we need to have Ninketi on in that game, uh, or potentially Jesus, but I think it's a bit too early for him. I think if Ninketi plays, we win that game one nil. Yeah. I think if he doesn't play, I think we draw it. You draw it, yeah. I mean, do you take I, a draw from it? No. I I want us to win. I want th- this is a final, but um, I also realise Fulham also need this win. Um, because you've got Brighton below them who have played three games less, with three games in hand, and if Brighton win their two games in hand, especially against uh, they they can literally pop up to um fifth, and be well. They they can overtake Tottenham at fourth if they play if they win all their next games. So Fulham have to win because they, they they just they want to go back to Europe. Mm. Um, it's been a very long time for them. Um, so it's, they're gonna be they're gonna be it's gonna be a tough game. I'm I'm not underestimating Fulham at all. I'm not gonna think oh it's Fulham we're gonna win. I mean even though I think Fulham haven't beaten us in the league for God knows how long. I think their record is literally disgusting against us. Yeah. It's almost like Everton. It's like one of the worst records against a single team, but something's different about this Fulham. I think if Nketiah plays, we win. Mm. Lope like a one nil. I think if he doesn't, I think it's a draw. Maybe a one one. Maybe nil nil. What What about you? What you, What do you What do you think?
1: Um,
0: I f- I fancy
1: us to win this only because we need to respond uh, from this kind of really. Monday yeah. kind of you know just lackadaisical performance. If we don't get a positive result, we then go into the Emirates against sporting with a tad bit of pressure. Um you know, and in the context of the league title, we can't drop the ball um pardon the pun n- okay. now. You can know, I
0: ponder can I ponder a question to you? Yeah, go on. Let's say for instance we get to April, we're still in the Europa League. Yeah. Uh, let's say, for instance, we lose to City and we maybe drop points to Liverpool and City end up overtaking us and eventually go on to win the league by a point or some stupid stuff like that, right?
1: Mm.
0: If we win the Europa League, would that still be a good season considering where we are now? Yes, it
1: would be a glorious season. Do you know what? timing is a beautiful thing in football because if it was the other way around, and if he had told me that, um, let's say Arsenal win the Europa League, but miss out on the league, they win the Europa League first. So the Europa League final is played first. And then the last game of the season is played afterwards and Arsenal miss out on the league title by a point. I think that would be a very bitter pill to swallow. But because the Europa League is right at the end of the season, if Arsenal end up losing... The league title by a point we know we've got something to play for in mm-hmm. Budapest and so if we're if we're able to witness the club lift the trophy and a historic a historic one as well I think that kind of papers over those disappointments mm-hmm. um, and it, it, it builds the momentum for the summer transfer window and then the narrative of let's go again. We've got a real point to prove now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also making those superstar signings. Because I don't doubt that this, even if Arsenal blow it and we end up finishing second.
0: Everyone's going to want to play for us.
1: Or even worst case scenario, we finish third somehow and reach the semis of the Europa League. You know, it, it's, it's, it's set in stone now. We know that players are looking at Arsenal and salivating. You know, it's the place to be because gone are the days where, you know, let's move to a club for,
0: um, I use it as a stepping stone so, or like
1: or success or you know clubs don't, yeah. and players don't want to go to united anymore because they've got money money doesn't talk anymore because money is the norm you know we've 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 glamorized this sport enough and we've monetized it enough for that to just be an uh, added yeah. bonus now I
0: mean, you've got people in a championship earning like 10 grand a week so like...
1: right so now <laughs> it's about where do i see myself Um, being happy? Where do I see myself growing as an individual, living uh, as well as, you know, spending the next five, six potential years? Like footballers really plan their lives around where they play now, you know? Um, I mean, they always have, but I think more so now it matters where they play in terms of like mentality and mentality, like mental health. I think mental health is, is a big part to play now for players. Cause like you look at the players that United have signed and you look at the body language, look at Spurs. I mean, (laughs) you know, Richarlison (laughs) yesterday, after they got knocked out of the champions league, slagging his manager off on live television, um, you know, with reporters Conte single-handedly admitting that he could be sacked, but he's not going to walk away. In other words, that's what he said anyway. Um, but you know, when you look at a club like Arsenal, where things are running so well, you know, we we, we might not be made of money like City, but there's a feel good factor. There is something to adhere to. There's 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 a there's a there's a there's a project that you can align yourself with, and sometimes the feeling of belonging is a lot more powerful than you know someone like Richarlison who's been bought for 60 mil, he's been paid a lot of money, but you know, that's not the reason why he was bought in clearly. Um, and I feel for him a little bit. I feel for players like him who have bags of ability and talent, but for whatever reason, they've bought into the wrong type of project. They thought they were going to get something they've got something else. Um, and it, you know, ultimately doesn't end up working. Spurs have everything. They've got all this, you know, right infrastructure in place. They've got a fantastic stadium. They've no got, youth team, no. I mean, yeah, Spurs will always be Spursy, unfortunately. But the, the fact is that you know they've built an incredible stadium, they've got so much money coming in now. They they are a wealthy club, right? Um, mm-hmm. they've got a world class manager, they've got some incredible players. This is me taking my Arsenal hat off and just looking at it from an outside perspective. Um, And and so, you know, every criticism that I give Spurs isn't based on me being an Arsenal fan and hating their guts, but it's just looking at it and just, you know, ripping it apart. You've got Son, Harry Kane, you used to have Modric, you used to have Vatongan and others. Um, You know, you've still got, you know, young individuals like Kulisevsky, like Richarlison, but still it doesn't work out because the project isn't in place. You haven't done things the right way. And so it's never going to work. And again, this is the same thing with United. Me and my United mate always at each other's throats, always bantering each other, always, you know, trying to get one up on each other. But I keep telling him, you guys are not going to be who you think you are because you're not making the right steps. You're not doing things the right way.
0: They're like like doing what we were doing, like towards the end of like the the Wenger is. I mean, yeah, I don't even think Arsenal were doing that. Aging players. Yeah, literally just throwing money at the wall and seeing what sticks. Yeah, and like, yeah, and like hoping that it keeps him in the top four. Like, you need to have a goal. Do you know what I mean? Like, we we had like a hard reset. Yeah. We, we 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 were like, right, we're shit. We are shit. We need to reset all of this. We need, and like, we we took two seasons where we went eighth. We took all the banner because my god, it was Pete being an Arsenal fan.
1: Yeah,
0: it's called bad B- banner, and uh, now it's coming in, and now we've got play- We've got Chelsea, literally Chelsea's owner, and and their manager quoting Mikel Arteta's journey in regards to their job. Mm. We're doing the right thing. We've got Real Madrid wanting our manager, obviously, because he's yes. phenomenal. He's not going to go, though, is he? One, he's a Barcelona lad and an Arsenal player. I just, I just don't see it. Yeah, But no, but yeah, they don't they don't have it. And, and if, the thing is, if you ask the fans, right, I've got a lot of mates who are Tottenham fans, um, they don't believe. They they don't genuinely. They hope. They hope. The club hopes they can do it. They don't actually believe. Like it's it's all about feeling. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. so, for instance, the Newcastle United final, right? At United, it's got president pedigree. They believed that they were going to win it. Their fans expect them to win it. Newcastle yeah. fans hoped they would win it. They didn't actually believe that they would win that game. Yeah, no, none of them did. That's the difference. And when you hope and believe, that's two very different things.
1: Hmm.
0: Very different things. And that's yeah. that was, that's the key difference. It's tub believes in itself and just look at the, the results against Aston Villa, look at Bournemouth, because that's belief. That's true belief. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas like years ago it was hope where we would just bang it in a box and hope someone gets on the end of it. No, there's clear there's clear goals, clear direction now. Yeah, yeah, and, that's, that's yeah.
1: and look, I believe that Arsenal are going to win on the weekend, um, and so you know to to, to Let's sh- go yeah <laughs> to shorten my tangent, you know that's the reason why I think players will come to Arsenal because we are a club that are doing things properly. It has been hundred percent for you know three years since in the making. To watch,
0: yeah, it's exciting to watch. Like we, we've got rival fans and pundits, and just just saying, that they watch Arsenal football like they they just watch it because it's exciting. Do you know what I mean? Like that's what football is. at the end of the day, it's an exciting sport. Like yeah. I, I watch, I watch as many leagues, as many games as I can, and I and I love watching exciting football, attractive football. That, that that's, what, that's why everyone loves the sport. We don't want to constantly see everyone just part the bus all the time. Yes, as as a fan for the club, if you need to part the bus to get your result, mm. fine. But when you're say like a Real Madrid, who play this beautiful kind of style of football that's just creative and attacking and explosive and, and gets sort of like crazy results out of it. Hmm. And that's why they have such a good fan base. And that's why they end up having such pedigree that they do because they make the good decisions. They play with flair and they play with confidence and genuine belief. Yeah. And you can see it when you play like that, it, it emulates that. And when you emulate that, the fans then feed off it. And when the fans feed off it, they then give you back all the energy that you're putting in and it makes it so much, so worth it as a player because, I mean, we can't imagine being a player playing at the Emirates. Do you know what I mean? Imagine what it's like being on a pitch and there's 60,000 fans, like, absolutely. Like, and I mean, you, you've been in the Emirates this season. It's yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine being there. Like, you're putting in all this work, hard work, and like, I, can, I, can, I can completely understand why, like, 10 years ago, the players just didn't give a shit. The fans didn't give a fucking shit. You're yeah. constantly telling telling the players you ain't good enough. Manager's not this. Well now it's like you are good enough. I mean, sleeper scored an own goal and we still cheered him on. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, absolutely. It's different.
1: Yeah. Well, look, but the season. I hope we win. Absolutely, the season continues. Arsenal don't pick up. Um, well, they're not necessarily picking up any points, but they don't pick up the victory against Sporting. Um, but that's okay because we've got another game coming up next week at the Emirates where we hope to you know, proceed to the next round where things really do get interesting. But before that, there's a matter of the uh, London Derby against Fulham to deal with. Uh, I think we're going to leave it there. So I want to say a massive thank you to everybody who's been listening up until this point. Thank you very much. If you have, um, please do give us a five star review on Apple podcast. Let us know what you thought of this episode by reaching out to us on Twitter. You can find us over there at Ars Therapy Pod. You can also find Monty over there at Monty underscore official underscore. And you can find me over there at GunnaSince96. So do reach out to us. Let us know what you thought of the episode. If you agree, disagree or anything that you want to add. And of course we will be back next time. Um, post Fulham where hopefully another three points and that five gap lead at the top of the table Uh, but until then have yourselves a very good week take care and we'll speak to you then thank you very much bye bye take
0: care guys